My name is Angel Melanson, and I play Rose. It's been a long time since I was into a woman enough to commit to her, to do the whole boyfriend thing. Lindsay came in like a hurricane. In my opinion, all the good ones do. I knew I was in trouble the first hour into our date. This girl could drink me under the table, but look imposed and classy as fuck while she did it. She has this vulgar <laughs> sense of humor and is super blunt with her opinions. But she always has the facts to back them up. She is smart, hot, has a killer job, owns her own house. I keep thinking, there's got to be a catch. But we're now going on seven months of this thing, and I haven't found one. Could she actually be perfect? The holidays are coming up, and I was considering proposing. Yes, me, Jason fucking Walden. Chronic commitment foe being someone's husband. Still blows my mind, but I can't let this one go. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not fucking stupid. So, Christmas Eve, I did the whole damn thing. Got down on one knee and proposed. Not only did Lindsay say yes, we both had the best sex of our lives. Our future was really looking bright. So the night before New Year's Eve, we were laying together on the couch, engaged, with It's a Wonderful Life on low in the background, sipping some expensive red wine. And Lindsay threw me a curveball. Hey, babe. Yeah? I think we should go see my family. I can't believe I'm actually saying this. It's just, um, I haven't been back in almost six years. I kind of want to tell them the big news in person. They need to meet my future husband. And I can't hide where I came from from you forever. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd love to meet them too. I'm secretly thinking, shit. I really don't want to go to the middle of buttfuck Canada nowhere, but you got to make her think you do. I didn't realize you hadn't told them. Where exactly is it again? Far. Like three planes and a long drive through a whole lot of nothing. It's like this super small town in northern Saskatchewan. Oh, okay. Well, when you thinking? What about next week? Oh, wow. That's really soon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I don't know. We both have a couple weeks of vacation left, and maybe we should take advantage. I know you're probably not jumping up and down about this. I get it. Honestly, it's 
taken me this long to even consider going back, but maybe we could find a nice house rental and have our own space and alone time too. It could be fun and kind of sexy. Let's just, let's just slip away. Not even tell anyone where we're going. It'll be like this sexy, exciting secret. She kisses me in the way that always gets her exactly what she wants. Can I ask you something? Sure. Why have you really not been home in so long? Do you and your family not get along or something? I mean, kinda. I'm just really different from them. The town I grew up in is super small, like, creepy small. <laughs> I found it suffocating and my family can't understand why the hell I would ever want to leave it. I think my parents are still bitter about it and that trickled down into my brother and honestly I think my sister's just really jealous of my life here. Well that sounds like a blast. When do we leave? <laughs> Shut up. It's been so long. I'm sure everyone will be really excited. And I barely know my niece. You love kids. I'm sure you'll adore her. I do. It'll be fun. We haven't been away in so long. So now I'm sitting on flight three. It literally seats maybe ten people. It's fucking freezing. Yes, even on the plane. And I brace myself for a week and a half of waist-high snow and misery. I'm starting to second-guess how much I really love this girl. My saving grace is the house we rented looks fucking sick. And for real, the only rental available in the entire town. Not really a touristy destination, I guess. I'm already planning the dirty shit I'm going to do to her in that soaker tub. We drove for what felt like an eternity. Through a cyclone blizzard when we arrived at our rental house. It's on this quiet neighborhood street with this incredible view of nothing but ice. Neighboring houses and frozen land as far as the eye can see. It looks like Krumpus is about to come and devour the suburb. The house across the street had a bright red wooden barn door entrance with a large glowing gold wreath hanging on it. Okay dudes, Christmas is over. Take it down. We done. The wind whistled up the stairs, chilling me to the bone. I look over at Lindsay. Did you not close the front door when you came in? No, I did. I definitely did. I squint at her suspiciously. Walking down the steps to the dark entranceway, I find that sure enough, the front door is wide open. Fresh powdered snow flies inside, covering my socked feet. The neighborhood is so dark. Why don't they have any street lights? I take a step towards the front door when, slam, it crashes shut in my face. I hear the sound of footsteps crunching on the other side of it. What the fuck, was someone out there? I slowly open the door and peer out. Sure enough, in the deep snow surrounding the entranceway are large footprints leading from the front door off into the darkness of the quiet street. All right, what the fuck, Lindsay? I watch in silence for a moment, listening closely. Hello? Is someone out there? Nothing. I slam the door shut again and secure the deadbolt. Taking the stairs, two at a time, I go looking for Lindsay. What's going on down there? Oh, nothing. Just someone creeping around the house, you know, normal shit. Kind of normal in a town like this, actually. <laughs> okay, what? Babe, it's probably just the owner checking to make sure everything is good. Okay, yeah. The normal thing would be to knock on the door and ask? I don't know, it's weird small town shit. Maybe I can take your mind off it? Oh, yeah? How? Lindsay leads me into the master suite, where quickly all my concerns are forgotten. 
It was a crazy night. I slowly wake up to discover the sun's already risen. Lindsay and I are both passed out naked on top of the blankets on the bed, fully exposed and a definite sign of a great night was had. I sit up in bed, pulling on my sweatpants and head up of the open bedroom door to the kitchen to make coffee. I'm sure Lindsay will want to get an early start and go see her family. If I'm gonna turn on my charm, I need a few quiet moments. When I enter the kitchen, I freeze. A gift basket and a spread of food is laid out nicely on the table. A fresh pot of coffee has been brewed and some fresh flowers are propped in a vase. A note is leaned against it saying, we're so glad you're here. Someone was in the fucking house while we were sleeping, naked, fully exposed to whoever was sneaking around inside here. This is so fucking wrong. I stomped to the bedroom to wake Lindsay. Babe, get up. We have to call the owner of this fucking place. Lindsay stirs sleepily. Fuck, she's hot. Babe? Good morning. She sits up and looks at me confused. What's wrong? The owner of this place came in here while we were sleeping. They were like sneaking around. It's such an invasion of privacy. How do you know? They left coffee and like food and this gift basket with a note. Oh, that's so sweet. This doesn't bother you. They probably saw us naked, sleeping. I mean, a little, I guess. Their intentions were clearly good. I mean, we'll probably never see them anyway, right? Who cares? I have to say, I was genuinely surprised by her response, but I relaxed. Okay, well, I'm just letting you know, if, if they come sneaking around here again, I'm gonna call them and I won't be nice about it. Lindsay smiles at me. Fair. Let's get dressed. We're supposed to go to my mom's for brunch. I don't want you to get dressed. Shut up. <laughs> Lindsay and I were ready to go in half an hour. A record time for her. She must not want to be late for her mom's. I locked the front door and we trudged through the snow towards our car. I'm actually really excited. I missed everyone a lot. I hug Lindsay into my body. I bet. It's been a long time for you. Yeah. Right. Lindsay pauses on the front lawn of the house. Let's take a cute picture of us. Our first official day of vacation. Lindsay takes a selfie of us. The house with the big red barn door across the street is in the background. I notice a curtain flutter in the house right next to us. Someone was checking us out. Babe, don't you think it's weird? There's never like any people out. Not a single neighbor. I can tell she's not listening to me. I'm gonna post this. We look super cute. Sure, babe. Brunch with her family went pretty smoothly. Her sister didn't say much, but we definitely got some sneaky, dirty looks. Pretty sure Lindsay was right about her. Lindsay's uncle came by and probably made a joke about us being rich Hollywood assholes for being able to afford a house rental like we were staying in about 20 times. He would laugh loudly at his own joke every time. The house wasn't even as much a night as a hotel room would be back home. We just laughed along uncomfortably and ignored it. Lindsay's mom seemed generally happy we were there and even teared up a little when we told everyone we were engaged. She hugged me for a solid 30 seconds. I was relieved. I'm pretty sure Lindsay's dad didn't say more than four words the entire day, but apparently that was pretty normal for him. All in all, a successful visit. When we finally got back to our rental later that day, I was fucking exhausted. We were supposed to go back and have dinner with them all. I definitely needed a nap before that. You look tired, babe. Do I? Yeah. I am too. That went well, though, I think. Yeah. They seem really happy for us. Well, some of them. <laughs> Come lay down with me. 
Lindsay and I climbed into the master's king-size bed. I closed my eyes, but I can tell she's looking at her phone. Oh, what the hell? Hmm. <laughs> I just got a message from a girl I seriously don't think I've seen or spoken to since middle school. That's nice. Um, what? Okay. Oh, this is so creepy. Okay. She sort of had my attention. I opened one sleepy eye. What's creepy? Okay, well, earlier I posted that super cute photo of us in the front yard, right? And the house across the street is in it. Okay. So she sent this post publicly saying, Hey, where are you staying? This is crazy. My house must be next door. This is the view from across the street. She posted a photo from her house, and it's the house with a big red barn door. Why did she post this publicly? I'm going to private message her. That is weird. I knew I was going to fall asleep any second. A few hours later, I woke up, and the room was dark. Lindsay was asleep beside me. Shit. What time was it? I shake Lindsay softly. Linz. Lindsay sits up with a jerk. Shit! What time is it? She grabs her phone and checks the time. We have to be at my mom's in like 20 minutes, and I didn't even pick up a dessert like we said we would. We can stop on the way. Jason, there's one store in town. If it's not open, we're fucked. Shit. Oh, hey, the weirdo owners left the mini muffins in the gift basket. That'll have to do. <laughs> we rush off to Lindsay's parents' house for dinner. Everyone must have been tired because we didn't hang super long afterwards. I think we were both happy to get back to the rental and unwind. The snow and the ice crunched under our feet as we approached the front door of our house. I felt something watching me. I look over my left at the neighbor's beautiful two-story house. The homes in this neighborhood would be worth three million easy back in LA. What a waste to live in a house like that, in a town like this. I see a man and a woman staring down at us from the shadows of an upstairs window. I raise my hand and wave at them. They wave bizarrely back. Lindsay looks up at the direction I was waving. That your friend? Oh, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> Lindsay waves at them too. I forgot to tell you, um, I said we're gonna go over there for dinner tomorrow night. What? Yeah, sorry, we just got to talking online and catching up and stuff, and she invited us, and I didn't want to be rude. Awesome. Stop, it'll be fine. Maybe even fun? Her husband is super successful. She was telling me he supplies the meat for, like, the whole town. He's some big deal. It won't just be us. They're inviting a few of the neighbors, too. It's kind of crazy because when we were little, she was, like, this super nerd. It's kind of nice to see her doing well for herself. <sighs> I'm definitely going to need that whiskey I bought in the airport. Lindsay rolls her eyes at me. More of Bleeder's Digest, issue number 27, The Winter Rental, after this. Dressed and ready by six for dinner. Lindsay clutches the pie we had picked up at the general store. Ready? Does this look too slutty? Lindsay gestures down at her tight-fitting dress. You're asking the wrong guy. When I look at you, I'm always imagining you naked. I'm sure that's what most people do. I playfully slap her ass. <laughs> you look great. Let's get this over with. Be nice. Good attitude, okay? Okay. I love you. Love you too? We trudge through the fresh snow. It's still falling all around us in this whistling wind. How do people stand months of this weather? Lindsay rings the doorbell. A woman about our age swings the door open and smiles. She wears thick glasses and her hair is a little greasy and stringy. She wears a green dress that 
I'm sure in this town it's considered nice. The woman is a little plump, and her lower half bulges weirdly under the dress. She opens her arms and wraps Lindsay in a hug. Oh my gosh, Lindsay, you look exactly the same. You think? Um, thanks. You look great. So grown up. <laughs> Thank you. That's what a good 25 years will do. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's been so long. Come in. Jim is dying to meet you. Oh, did he go to school with us too? No, he went to Chavers. Rose reaches her hand out to me as we enter the house. Jason, right? Yes. Nice to meet you. Your place is beautiful. Rose ignores what I say. So, Jason, Chavers is the school on the outskirts of town, full of delinquents the main city kids wouldn't even talk to. But I found myself a bad boy. Rose's laugh actually turns my stomach. We follow her up the stairs into the kitchen. It's beautifully decorated and has various plates of meats as most of the spread. There are about seven or eight neighbors milling about, and mixing drinks is this giant dude I can only assume is Rose's husband, Jim. He's towering in long-sleeved thermal shirt, paired with work pants and suspenders. Jim came straight from work. His job is his life. These are all the different kinds of meats his company supplies. Oh, wow. Lindsay's a vegetarian. Rose's eyes squint. I can feel a few of the neighbor's eyes on me. Uh, that's too bad. But I love everything. All meats. That's my guy! Jim barrels over to me, pulls me into a deep handshake hug. He rubs one hand awkwardly down my back. Mmm, this one works out. Gotta keep my eyes on my rose. <laughs> I laugh uncomfortably. I feel Lindsay glaring at me from the vegetarian comment. Tonight's gonna be fun. Welcome! Drink? Thanks. Yeah. Uh, yes, please. I'll make you something special. Sounds good. Thanks. These city folk are so polite. How long you staying? It's been nice since they started renting out the house next door. We've gotten to know a lot of people traveling through our town. You may not realize this, but we have these crazy underground caves on the edge of town. Kind of famous for them. Draw several groups of guests a month. We're a friendly little town and like to make everyone feel welcome. Wow, yeah, I didn't know. That's nice. Yeah, how crazy your old lady went to school with mine. Wild. Jim laughs and smacks me hard on the back. I survey the living room off the kitchen. A wall of shotguns and knives are neatly displayed. You like my collection? Better not fuck with you, right? <laughs> That's right. Jim hands me a drink. I look around for Lindsay, but don't see her. She must be getting a tour with Rose. Big Jim leads me over to a weird-looking Weasley neighbor. Harold, meet our special guest tonight, Jason. Jim walks off and leaves me with this strange small man. Nice to meet you. Harold reaches out for me and wraps me in a hug. We're huggers around here. I didn't want to assume anything, but... The fucking guy starts smelling me. I could feel his warm breath on my neck. Okay, that's enough. Good to meet you, man. Harold looks deep into my eyes. You too. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Now I'm super uncomfortable. <sighs> the rest of the group looks caught up in a deep conversation around some dish of rare meat. Someone picks up a piece and I can still see blood dripping from it. Yeah, that's a little too rare even for me. I gotta get away from this Harold guy and get a breather. I grab my drink Jim made me and pat him on the shoulder. See you in a bit, Harry. He smiles at me and lets out this weird laugh. <laughs> I slip away down the hall without anyone noticing. You good, Jason? I hear Jim calling out. Yep, gonna use a bathroom. I slip down the steps towards the entryway. 
I can't go outside. I'll freeze to death. I wonder where Lindsay and Rose went. I notice a door down at the bottom of the stairs. I open it. The garage. That'll do. I quietly slip inside, closing the door behind me. I just need a second. Everyone is so fucking off here. I take a big swig of my drink. At least Jim makes a solid cocktail. I scan the dimly lit garage. There's a bench at the far side with a desk and a workspace. I notice Polaroid pictures pinned to the wall in front of this desk. I creep closer to the photos. I pass a large deep freezer that's making this strange tapping noise. The buzzing and the tapping get louder as I make out the Polaroids. The top two look familiar. I blink in disbelief. It's me and Lindsay, naked, asleep in our bed in our rental house. What the actual fuck? This is fucking... This fucking pervert was in there and had the balls to take a fucking photo of us? The panic is setting in. I have to get Lindsay and get the fuck out of here. The air escapes me completely when I realize below there are more nude photos of people in that same rental house as Lindsay and I, leaning in close. I can't believe my eyes when I see Lindsay in another photo, naked with some other guy I didn't recognize. What the fuck? She'd been here with another guy? I'm so fucking angry. But I also started to get a little scared. Is this some sort of fucked up fetish of neighbor Jim's? We gotta get the hell out of here now. I hear footsteps pounding down the stairs. And then Jim's voice calling out to me. I gotta hide. He can't find me in here. Jason! I have no idea what to do. I crouch down beside the deep freeze hidden from the view of the doorway. The garage door swings open. And the light switches on. Jason! Jason, you in here? I say nothing. I don't even breathe. Harold, go look upstairs. That drink's gonna kick in pretty quick. We gotta find him. I look down at my drink. Holy motherfuck. He fucking drugged me. I drop the last little bit of the drink I have left on the cool concrete. The garage door slams, and Jim locks it. I am now officially trapped out here. This is actual hell. Why the fuck did Lindsay make us come to these creepy psychos' house? All I can think of is I want to go home. Be warm and safe in California. The tapping gets louder from inside the freezer I'm leaning against. Climbing to my feet, I slowly grab the lid. What the hell is in it? I have to see what's making that noise. Slowly, I lift the heavy lid. Cold air pours into the garage. The light on the deep freeze switches on, and I stifle a scream when I realize there's a body of a man inside, wrapped in plastic. Part of his arm and hand are sticking out of the plastic wrap like he fought his way out of it before he froze to death. The fan inside the freezer was blowing directly on his fingers, causing them to tap on the side of the freezer wall. I know that sound would haunt me for the rest of my life. If that horror wasn't enough alone, I realize there are more body parts in this cold coffin below him. I shut the freezer, and I try to fight my paralyzing fear. I have to find Lindsay and save her. Get us both the fuck out of here. As quickly as I think it, I hear her voice outside the garage. Oh, baby, please be okay. I realize she's talking to Rose. He has no idea, no. He fit the profile. I did what I had to do. No one knows he's here. I pretended to post some photo of us online, but 
I didn't really. I wish they appreciated you more around here. They don't get it. It's a lot of fucking work and time. This is enough for me to be a vegetarian, right? It gets gross after a while. I guess. It's like a full-time fucking job. But I always come through, right? How about thank you? Hey, Rose. Linz. You seen him? Who, Jason? Jesus Christ, Jim. Do I have to do everything? Where'd you lose him? Harold took off to get the barn set up. I'm sure he's wandering around looking for you. Shouldn't he be passed out by now? I got the perfect dosage. Take some time, lets him enjoy the party a little before, you know. Very thoughtful. I'll go find him. Harold's a big buyer for his meat. Those healthy Cali boys are top dollar. He's so excited to be part of the whole process. Great. I get the same either way. Maybe one day I can actually keep a boyfriend. Oh, fuck off. You didn't really even like him anyway. Okay, yeah, maybe he wasn't my favorite, but I really liked Ethan. You guys didn't care. Last year when I brought him up here, we didn't even get through the first night. Our stock was low. We count on you for the high-end shit. Fucking find him. What the fuck? Lindsay is with them? I can't fucking feel my hands. Oh, shit, the drink's kicking me in. I can't pass out. They'll find me. And then what? They're going to eat me, I guess. I try. I'm gonna fucking be sick. Lindsay lied about everything. She was here last year. That poor son of a bitch in the picture must have been Ethan. What the fuck did these sick hillbillies do to him? Oh jeez. I scan the garage in panic. I see a button to open the exterior garage door. I better be ready to run. They're gonna hear it. I hit the button and rush the door. That's slowly rising. It's about three feet open and stop. Fuck, it's hitting snow. I start to crawl out on my stomach. I hear the garage door from the house open behind me. He's in here! I can hear Jim running for me. I'm almost out. He grabs my shoe and I jerk my foot away, pulling it off. I'm free, I'm out. Go around and get him. I scramble out into the snow. My socked foot is immediately frozen. I can hear the front door opening. I don't look back. I run as fast as I can into the street, and I hear a car screeching to a stop. It almost hit me. I don't even pause. I jump into the car and lock the doors. Go! I look over, and I'm startled to see Lindsay's sister looking shocked and almost as freaked out as I am. Are you okay? What's going on? Oh, fuck. I look at her. She looks generally confused. I need to go to the airport. Can you take me? Where's Lindsay? She's going to meet me there. Where's your shoe? Long story. Please, just get me there as fast as you can. I'll owe you. Lindsay's sister drives us through this dark blizzard. I can see basically nothing. My head starts to spin. Look, I know it's weird, but if I pass out or something weird happens, can, can you promise just to leave me at the airport? God, okay. My sister really knows how to pick them. My last thought before everything goes black was, thank God Lindsay and her sister never got along. Poor oh <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Him out. Ah, fuck! My head just hit something hard. I start to panic and squirm. I'm moving slowly like... 
My muscles don't work. You're good, man. You're fine. Don't fight it. Your muscles won't work anyway. <sighs> I'm in a fog. I feel the cold of the snow disappear, and now I feel hay or, or grass on my bare back. It's cloudy, but I make out a barn. I can barely feel my arms and my legs, but someone is tying something around my ankle. I'm cold, but numb at the same time. Looking down, I realize I'm completely naked. I see shadows. There's a lot of people in the barn surrounding me. Help! My own voice startles me. It's weak and desperate. I feel a tug on my ankle, and I'm suddenly being hung from the ceiling by my legs. Like an animal or a deer they're gonna gut. I make out Lindsay. She steps forward until we're face to face. You... You're a cannibal. No, baby, I'm not. They are. Why? You gotta be loyal to your family, right? I'm sorry for this, but no, we appreciate your sacrifice. It's beautiful. Just like you. Just like you. I feel a sharp pain in my lower abdomen. It hits me like a tidal wave. Lindsay just stabbed me. Get the bucket! I feel the warmth thrown over my stomach, across my face, into my mouth and eyes. My blood is dripping into the bucket, pinging off it loudly. Harold bought you out completely. You must have made an impression, big guy. Jim slaps my face, and I fight hard to focus through the blood. Lindsay steps back and stands beside her sister, taking her hand. Bitch! I mean, fuck! I've known girls that were liars, but this is next-level shit. Harold steps forward. A huge, evil smile on his face. Do the honors. Gotta bleed him out! Jim hands Harold a large knife. No! Please! Please! The small, disgusting little man jerks the knife across my throat. Lucky guy. Harold likes his meat raw. I guess this is what it feels like to die. Written by Chrissy Fox, featuring Aaron Bear as Jason, Angel Melanson as Rose, Chrissy Fox as Lindsay, Spider One as Jim, Tyler Connolly as Harold. Engineered by Tyler Connolly. Production, sound design, and music by Chrissy Fox. Additional music by L. Riot Fox. Theme music by Tyler Connolly, Chrissy Fox, and Trevor Shand. Bleeders Digest is created and curated by Spider One, Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode.
Bleeder's Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network.